Hi, welcome to Talking in Bed. I'm your host, Jen, and this is an opinion-based podcast. I share my thoughts about whatever's on my mind, and sometimes you might disagree with my opinion, or you might think I'm misinformed or ill-informed. If you ever feel frustrated by that, just remember that this is not a research-based piece of journalism. I'm just a woman with an opinion and a microphone. Hope you enjoy! Welcome to Talking in Bed. My name is Jen, and what you're about to hear was actually recorded from a second podcast, the second generation of Talking in Bed, which is called Chatty Taffy Talks. A little bit of a lag with the listening platforms at the moment, so I'm going to be uploading to uh, this podcast until that catches up. I hope you enjoy. So yesterday's episode, we looked at... um, two IMDb lists of the worst TV uh, shows of all time. (laughs) And um, I have to tell you that I am slowly falling in love with IMDb lists because they are made by the community. I have to adjust my mic a little bit, so we will have to wait a moment. They're made by just the community, just random people. It's not made by people who work for IMDb. So there's, what I'm loving about these lists is that there's no kind of um, rhyme or reason for why these movies are considered, movies or TV shows are considered the worst or the best. It's just kind of whatever the person who wrote the list like thinks. It's just an opinion list, basically. But because it's on IMDb and it's got like the rating, you know, the star next to it of how much, how much it's rated by IMDb, that's kind of the only part of it that is, you know, (laughs) IMDb's opinion in there. I'm just loving what people are saying on here. And um, I found a real... I think what will be a real good gold mine um, of a list because typically on these lists, some apparently when you write one of these lists on IMDb, you can put in your own commentary for the movie or the TV show or whatever, the production. And um, so I have looked at lists where sometimes there are comments, very minimal, you know, maybe a sentence or something. I found a list of the 40 worst movies which we're going to look at and there's like a good paragraph underneath each movie and I'm so excited to finally get some insight into (laughs) what is I mean obviously this person has different criteria for what makes something the worst or the best than somebody else like the person yes the people yesterday with the worst tv shows but I'm happy to get any insight into kind of the mind of the person who's making this list you know and maybe that can help inform us for future uh episodes you know I I I consider myself like pretty tech savvy uh but I'm not able to find like where is just the master list of the IMDb lists, like I just want to browse the lists that they have. So I haven't figured out how to do that yet. Um, so it's kind of just a hit or miss thing. I have to do a little bit of scaven- scavenging, scavenging. Um, so 
let's dig in. Now, I don't like to divulge the uh, the username of the person who writes the list. Uh, even though these lists are public, anybody could find it. I just, I don't really feel good uh, bringing the person's username into it. So, whatever. I just don't, <laughs> I don't want that on my shoulders, personally. Uh, right, so the and I'm sorry, I'll interrupt myself one more time. There's no uh, date for when these lists are written. I don't know if that's something that the writer, the people who write the list, are they neglecting to put the date in? Or is that just not something that's part of writing lists on IMDb? I don't know. Um, but, you know, there's no date. So it's kind of like, this could be from 10 years ago. It could be from yesterday and we have no idea. So, the 40 worst movies of all time. Hey, everybody. Big emoticon. Not an emoji, an emoticon. A, a colon with a, with a capital D. Exclamation mark. There are so many films out there. Good ones, bad ones, and in between. They did use an Oxford comma, which I appreciate. We'll be looking at the worst of the worst, so without further ado, I give you the 40 worst movies ever made. Number one, Monster A Go Go, 1965. This got a 2.2, IMDb rating is 2.2. This movie is honestly the worst movie I've ever seen. Good that it's at number one then. Not only does it have terrible effects, you can't even hear the dialogue. Mystery Science Theater 3000 did this movie, and Joel Hodgson named this movie as the worst he's ever had to watch. He also said the movie was so hard to make fun of that the cast couldn't even think of host segments to do based on the movie. Oh, I, I don't know who Joel Hodgson is. I'm not familiar with is that part of Mystery Science Theater? I'm not sure. And compared to the other things that have they have riffed, that's saying a lot. I guess it is part of that. That's why this is the worst movie of all time. Okay, so the criteria for this first movie is that they watched it in the context of it being the worst movie. Mystery Science Theater 3000, if you don't know, very funny show. I want to say, it, it, I think it has been rebooted, but its original, um, whatever, run was, I want to say like the mid to late 90s, like 95 to 99 or something. And they would watch really typically bad sci-fi movies from the 60s um, and 70s. And it, it's a very funny show. I personally cannot stand the skits. I'm not watching it for the skits. I watch it for the commentary when they're actually watching the movie. I'm sure the movie is not good. It's a sci-fi movie from 1965. Did they eat? <laughs> I'm not really sure what move, what year we went to the moon. 1968? Oh my god. I have to get, google that. Moon landing 1969. So it's like 1965, you know, it just wasn't how much, you know, scientific. They didn't have anything to base it off of, you know. There was no, this was the space age because I guess there was kind of a, a build up to like, okay, like 
we're going to get, we're going into space, we're going to get to the moon and all that. Uh, but anyway, so I, I understand that if you watch something in the context of someone making fun of it, yeah, I understand that the movie probably was bad and was very funny to make fun of. Um, they do reference, you know, um, the dialogue, the di oh, you couldn't hear the dialogue and it has bad effects. That's kind of what they're, now is that like the worst movie in, let's say, I mean, it's a long time. 1965 was a long time ago. There have been a lot of bad movies made since then, you know? I don't know if such a minor, this is probably not a very popular movie. Uh, so I don't, you know, this is just kind of that person's, whatever. Birdemic, number two. Birdemic, Shock and Terror, 2010. That has a 1.8, my God, uh, from IMDb. So I guess that this is one of those, um, the, the sci-fi network movies, like Sharknado or something. The Soup used to make a lot of fun of those kind of movies. Ever wanted to see a modernized version of Hitchcock's classic The Birds, but done entirely wrong? Well, director James Wen has your back with his infamous 2010 film Birdemic Shock and Terror. Uh, and that's when the Vietnamese spelling. Our antagonists in this film are terribly animated birds who spit acid and explode on contact. If that's not ridiculous enough for you, the movie also has absurd dialogue, camera work, and even the sound mixing is off. But this isn't even the worst movie. No, there's still one more. I think they are... Ref <laughs> I think they're referring to... I think there's a Birdemic 2, so it feels like the... They're referring to that, but in the context of a list about the worst movies, that sounds like a weird thing to say. Cause it's like, yeah, there is a worst movie. You just said it. It was number one. <laughs> um, now, the in 2010, I don't know if those like uh, sci-fi movies, I feel like now they're kind of intentionally bad. Like, they know that there's a market for it, so they make it really over-the-top, like, silly and bad. And in 2010, I'm not sure that they were in on the joke yet. I, I don't even know if this is by sci-fi. I think it is. I'll just click it and see. But, oh my god. I, uh, alright, that doesn't even have... I don't know who, I don't know if it's by Sci-Fi Network. I'm not sure. Um, but when it comes to those kind of like, you know, so bad it's good kind of movies, I kind of think of it like an ugly sweater party, which I've never been to. And I don't know if I would really participate in one, frankly. The concept is a little bit um, kind of like, Oh, isn't this so funny? It's just kind of people think, oh, we're just so funny. We had an ugly sweater contest. But if you wear an ugly sweater to an ugly sweater contest and the ugly sweater was designed to be worn to an ugly sweater party or whatever contest, 
it doesn't really count for me. It's like the sweater has to actually be ugly. And unfortunately, that's often stuff that like grandmas wear, you know, it, it doesn't count. So I kind of think of these, uh, so movies that are made to be so bad, it's good. That doesn't really count as a worse movie because it's the intention. You know, if you're in on the joke, it doesn't count. Um, number three, Mono's The Hands of Fate, 1966. This has a 1.9 rating. This movie is known as one of those movies that are so bad, it's good. <laughs> Another example of this genre in the infamous is the infamous film by Edward D. Wood Jr., Plan 9 from Outer Space. That's what came to my mind is that's kind of generally considered, I don't know if it's the worst movie, but it is considered kind of, you know, an example of what would be the worst movie. And it's just the, the archetype of the poorly done space age sci-fi movie. And uh, Tim Burton did a, a, a movie about Ed Wood called Ed Wood and him being kind of a delusional film director. And uh, yeah, anyway. The way that this movie does everything wrong makes it extremely hilarious. Manos offers us a 15-minute fight between the quote-unquote the master's wives a hand being burned off, and such memorable characters as Torgo. The movie was directed by Harold P. Warren, who was a former fertilizer salesman, but sadly, directing is out of his talent range. Still, this film is memorably bad. And now, I do appreciate that this person is really, they're really trying to give us, you know, context for why the movie's bad and I, I do appreciate that that is more effort than I've seen from you know other people when it comes to these lists next up number four is Batman and Robin 1997 this has a 3.8 rating and this is a movie that is known to be bad it is really funny to watch. They tried to make it, oh, who made it? Was it Schumacher? I'm sorry, that was a very German pronunciation, Schumacher. I, I think that Schumacher made this, yes. And it was kind of like, oh, he almost ruined the whole kind of concept of Batman movies because this movie was so kind of laughably bad. It was supposed to be funny, like a lighter take on Batman. But it is just, it, it is enjoyably bad. It is enjoyably bad. Now, some bad movies are painful to watch. This one is enjoyably bad because, of course, it is a Hollywood movie. So it's whatever, like, well-written and stuff. And they had, I'm sure they had a big budget for it. But it's, uh, it's not good. <laughs> it has such kind of, like, iconic moments in it that are um you know like batman having like the nipples on the suit and the the bat card or whatever he has like, like bat credit card and just the whole idea of mr freeze and schwarzenegger playing that it's just great so 
Uh, let's see what our list maker wrote. I'm going to be frank. Batman is one of my su favorite superheroes. His comics and movies are always dark, edgy, and enjoyable. But this movie takes everything good about the Batman franchise, blends it to a pulp, and turns it into a movie. I, I don't know if that's quite the right metaphor for what happened here. Uh, but okay. There it is so many things wrong with this movie. I don't know where to start. The uninspired and cliche dialogue, for example, one of the antagonists say drats. Okay, we're losing the plot with the spelling a little bit. We're getting a little shaky on the... <laughs> the English is slipping a little. I don't think this having a Batman character say drats is that bad, actually. That of the lines in the movie... That's really not, I mean, whatever I've seen like a couple of times. Oh, Poison Ivy. Now, Poison Ivy actually is one of the best parts of this movie. So, I, you know, Batman and Robin, it is humorously bad. And it has a lot of such just really silly, silly things in it. <clears throat> but the silliness is funny. I have to say, it is a movie that you can laugh at because it's so bad, even though it wasn't intended to be that way. Um, but Poison Ivy is like a cool character. And I'm not like a superhero person at all, but I remember being a kid. I didn't grow up liking superheroes. I didn't go and see that kind of stuff. My dad wasn't bad into it. and But I remember Poison Ivy being like, oh yeah, she's kind of cool, you know? Like a, like a beautiful, whatever, I know, you know, the femme fatale is a, is a character, of course, but she's a really cool femme fatale. Anyway, the annoying and unlikable characters, the ones that spring to mind are, is it Chris O'Donnell played Robin? And, you know, Alicia Silverstone, God bless her, she does her best. <laughs> I like Alicia. I like Alicia Silverstone. She's Cher Horowitz, you know, forever and always. Um, they're kind of the only ones that would I would really... Well, I mean, George Clooney, God. It's not a good role for George. It's really not. I don't know if I would say that any of the characters are unlikable, except for Robin, because he's kind of whiny, you know? And the thrown-in stunts make thrown-in stunts. Okay. Maybe just they mean like uh, stunts that don't serve a real purpose. Um, make Makes this movie the worst superhero movie of all time. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Arnold Schwarzenegger's awful ice puns. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. It is. <laughs> I can't argue that this is a this is not one of the worst movies because it is a, such a bad movie, but it's so enjoyably bad. <clears throat> I kind of want to watch it again. Uh, Troll 2, 1990. Do you know the difference between Troll and Troll 2? They don't have the same director. And also, Troll 2 is far worse. Were you actually expecting a troll in this movie? You give the director, Claudio Fragasso, too much credit. 
because this movie gives you vegetarian goblins who disguise themselves as humans. Also, the Italian actors have a hard time speaking English, so the dialogue is poorly spoken. This is what makes this movie so hilariously bad that it kicks off the top five. So that is number five. I don't know that I would call the the movie at number five is kicking off the top five. What kicks it off is number one kicks it off, depending on how you're starting the list. If you're, if you're going from five down, then five kicks it off. But if you're starting with one, then one kicks it off, you know. <laughs> kicking it off means to start it so that is just a little english writing element there uh i've never even heard of troll too i don't know um i don't know what this movie is and looking at the uh whatever the fucking page for the movie on imdb it doesn't ring a bell number six in Search of the Titanic, 2004. This is an animated movie with a 1.9 rating. Troll 2 had 2.9, just FYI. This is the worst animated Titanic movie, no doubt. <laughs> what are the other animated Titanic movies? I would need to know more <laughs> What are the other animated movie Titanic movies? And has this person seen all of the animated Titanic movies? This movie's alternate title is Tentacolino, which sounds Italian. And I'm kind of feeling like the person who wrote this list might not be a native English speaker. And I feel like they might be Italian. That's just a little feeling I'm picking up. Uh, Tentacolino, which is the name of an octopus with a dog face. Aw. So the characters in the first movie... What? With different voices than the ones they had in the first Titanic movie? What? Are searching for the Titanic in a bathysphere? What the fuck is this person talking about? In 1915, the bathysphere wasn't invented until 1930. What is a bathysphere? I'm saying bath as in B-A-T-H, Y, and then sphere, but it's one word. Uh, I don't know how to take in any of that information that I just read. It doesn't mean anything to me. It's completely meaningless. Once they find the Titanic, a rapping shark's henchmen, don't ask, attack our heroes until they are saved by the title character. The title character would have to be the Titanic because there's no name in the title besides the Titanic. <laughs> they are then sent to Atlantis with a Captain Planet clone, a springfish, a gang of rebel mice. It's just a big animated mess. This is movie is the worst animated movie of all time and even worse than Food Fight. Not worse, but worst. Even worse than Food Fight. We're really, English is... <laughs> We're leaving English behind at this point. From the picture, this kind of looks like a... It has like an anime, yes, this really has like an anime look to it. And funnily enough, 
I'm looking at the page for it. All of the names are Italian, which confirms my feeling that this person who wrote this is probably Italian. Tentacolino is just, I can tell it's from Italian. Uh, so I'm wondering if that was like an Italian animation. I mean, that, but it has kind of an anime like look to it, you know, whatever, how anime and animation is interesting. Okay. Number seven, Killers from Space, 1954. When you make an alien movie, the alien should look as threatening as your budget can handle. But what does this movie give us? Guys in jumpsuits with golf ball eyes. But that's not this movie's only problems. Plot holes at every second. The camera having extreme close-ups on actors' faces who aren't even talking. And stock footage galore. This is one of those movies which budget shows. Um, okay. Number eight, The Creeping Terror, 1964 TV movie. Now, I have a real issue with the concept that a one-time special can be considered the worst of anything. I don't think that that's... It just falls into a different category. So, like, having a worst TV show list and putting one-time TV show specials, that doesn't work for me. This is a TV movie... It's just not on the same level. If we're comparing whatever, like silver cinema movies, then do cinema movies. I don't agree with mixing kind of genres, you know. Uh, this has a 2.2 rating. This movie has one of the worst monsters ever. It's just a couple of kids crawling under a big carpet. Sounds cute. Also, the director-writer star Vic Savage lost the sound to the movie, so he did his own narration. That's why there's barely any dialogue in this movie. It doesn't explain why nothing happens in this movie, though. Yes, it is boring throughout, even with the hideous monster. This is why it's so low on the list. That doesn't make any sense. In terms of a list ranking, this is number eight. That means the movies are getting somewhat less worse we're gonna end at 40 with a movie that's not good but also not the worst movie you've ever seen that's where we should be heading it's man it's not low on the list if it's number eight number nine mega shark versus crocosaurus 2010 video i think this is a uh, a sci-fi movie also. I realized that I just realized that I talked about Birdemic and that was a TV movie. I, it kind of didn't, I think, I think if it was by sci-fi. Uh, and I didn't think about that at the time, but this is definitely a TV movie. Somehow I consider this different though. <laughs> Whatever. I can't even stick to my own list rules. This is around the beginning of the period of when the sci-fi channel they spelled sci-fi wrong they spelled sci-fi correctly but the sci-fi channel spells it with y's not i's uh was making intentionally bad creature features oh that's is that what they're called creature features i like that and they did a good job making this one as terrible as possible we barely see either of these monsters until the end and the performances are terrible evan jaleel white's urkel that's in parentheses and 
it just seems like apropos of nothing. I guess he's in it, but okay. Bad effects and even uses public domain sound effects. You would expect something like this more from a public access channel than sci-fi channel. Not than, then. Number 10, Zat, 1971. This is a movie about a mad scientist who turns himself into a fish. How could they screw that up? Well, they did by make a terrible monster that looks more like the Grinch than a fish man. Bad acting, terrible effects, food coloring that's supposed to look like blood, and the fact that the guy in the costume just keeps tripping. That sounds good, actually. <laughs> I counted how many times he tripped and I got five. But still, I recommend you stay away from this one. And this isn't even the worst of the top ten. However, it is number ten. Oh, Lord. Why not put it further down on the list? Meaning f closer to 40. The Beast of Yucca Flats, 1961. I'm obviously not reading <laughs> IMDb ratings. It's a lot. Here's a movie plot with a lot of potential. A scientist gets deformed by getting in contact with a nuclear explosion. But we got this movie, a movie that had no sound until it was added in post-production. Hilarious narration, flag on the moon, how'd it get there? That's just parentheses and it's kind of like, what is that? We haven't, unless I've seen the movie, I don't know what you're talking about. And a wandering tour Johnson, certainly a unique movie experience. Unique isn't bad. Food Fight 2011, this is number 12. This is what many people call the worst animated movie ever made. Not only does it have terrible looking animation, awful voice acting from big stars, but it had a humiliatingly huge budget of, I'm not really good at reading numbers, 65 million, I think. Also, it was supposed to come out in 2002. After footage was stolen, the movie was held back for another 10 years. Sadly, it made its comeback. I'm looking at the picture and it kind of you know that the tuna guy from starfish tuna no not starfish oh, what the fuck is that guy uh it's like a, the tuna guy from the tuna cans not the one with the girl on it <laughs> the one with the blue fish on it i think he's in this this might have been this was funded by big tuna i'm sure of it <laughs> Teen, uh, number 13, Teen Wolf, 1985. Yes, I know people actually like this movie, but I couldn't sit through five minutes of it. Teen Wolf is a movie that certainly hasn't aged well, with a poor performance from Michael J. Fox and under the top stun? What? Under is all in caps. I don't know what that means. And just terrible everything. Unless you actually like this movie, I don't recommend revisiting this one. All right, so that's kind of just like a baseless one. They're just basically saying, I just don't like this. <laughs> that doesn't make it the worst movie of all time. Bela Lugosi uh, meets a Brooklyn gorilla, number 14, 1952. Bela Lugosi was in some terrible movies toward the end of his career. This is one of them. It stars Duke Mitchell and Sammy Petrillo, a Martin Lewis ripoff duo. The movie has unfunny jokes, an annoying star, stock footage all over the place, and a terrible gorilla. You should stay away from this one at all costs, even if you're a Lugosi fan. For all those diehard Lugosi fans. 
Number 15, The Horror of Party Beach, 1964. This movie is so terrible, it's hilarious. In a list about the worst movies of all time, you don't need to keep using the word terrible or worse or wor any derivative of how bad the movie is. That doesn't uh, tell us how bad the movie is. It, it just sort of reiterates why we're reading this list. The acting is over the top. The monster is cheap looking. A fish with hot dogs stuffed in its mouth. A couple of ear-splittingly bad musical numbers. This kind of movie you would watch when looking for a so-bad-it's-good movie. Okay, so it doesn't sound like it's the worst. It is number 15, so I will give them that. It's further down the list. The Bat People, number 16. I'm sorry, I keep doing that. I keep reading title then giving the number. Number 16, The Bat People, 1974. The Bat People, or It Lives by Night, always puts me to sleep. It's incredibly boring, has unlikable characters, bad actors playing those characters, and it's so low budget, they don't even show the monster. Okay? Number 17, the Pumaman? Pumaman? Puma Man! Oh my god, Jesus Christ. The Puma Man, 1980. This is a cheesy movie about an Aztec man named Vadinho who likes throwing people out windows so he can find the chosen one. The chosen one is the Puma Man who has powers like flying, like a real Puma. Yes, this one bad, yes, this one bad action flick. Okay. But still it's a good one to watch for the laughs and the memorable Puma Man theme. Okay, so it's not a bad movie then. If you think it's funny then I don't think it's bad. I would consider bad is not so bad it's good. I would consider a movie to be the worst when it's it's not even funny. It's just like a drudge to get through. Like Love Actually. Except for the scene with Emma Thomas, of course. Number 18, Shock Treatment, 1981. Being a fan of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I was excited when I found out a sequel is made a few years later. I've never been so disappointed about a movie. Even though it does have a couple of good songs, this movie has nothing entertaining to offer you. Many people say this is an underrated gem, but I just can't see how they can think that. I'd just stick with RHPS. Fair enough. That's your opinion, you know? Hobgoblins, num fuck off, number 19, Hobgoblins, 1988. Who needs gremlins when you can have the raunchier Hobgoblins? Isn't gremlins kind of raunchy anyway? I don't know, I haven't seen it in a long time. In this flick, these little non-menacing looking creatures grant your biggest wish and then kill you. Seemed like a good deal, right? No, not at all. <laughs> this movie is a terrible ripoff with bad acting, bad puppetry with the Hobgoblins, and bad effects. Okay. Number 20, Werewolf, 1995 video. I don't know why they write video. I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what a video is, but maybe it means straight to video. Another visit from our good friend Joe Estevez. Joe, he must be one of the, were there more than one of like those, like Emilio Estevez's Charlie Sheen's brother? Was there, there must have been a couple of kids, like, like the Baldwins or something, right? And this time he's in a crappy horror movie called Werewolf. The plot sounds cool enough. Some archaeologists find the remains of a dead werewolf, which turns the protagonist into a werewolf. But into a puppet of a werewolf that looks like everything but a werewolf. And this is one of this movie's problem. You must see this movie to understand it. So it's a must-see. 
really, the uh, we're all over the place. It's a must-see, this person says. Must-see. Number 21, Extraterrestrial Visitors, 1983. This movie is so good, it steals its opening credits scene from a different movie. Extraterrestrial Visitors, or Pod People, is a movie about a little kid who finds a friendly alien in the forest named Trumpy. Oh my god. That is... I, I feel like there's probably a lot of good Trump memes in that movie. Also, Trumpy's mom wants to kill everybody for no good reason. Didn't you just get that from the poster? What are you talking about? We haven't seen the poster. Oh, the poster is there, uh, which I won't bother to try and describe. The other characters are stupid. There's bad acting, a silly alien, and a hilarious song number. This is another movie that's so bad it's good. So now we've transferred from worst movies of all time to movies that are so bad they're good. That's what I'm finding. About, we're about halfway through, and I think this person ran out of bad movies that are just bad and painful to watch to uh, must-see movies that you'll want to laugh about with your friends. That's a different kind of list. Number 22, Quest of the Delta Knights, 1993 video. This this a movie that takes place in medieval times, and it's about as exciting as the medieval times, too. It, okay. Wow so judgmental this movie is unbearably boring and the acting is beyond awful if you want a movie about knights and such watch the princess bride <laughs> this will just turn into now it'll turn into like recommendations from better versions of the movie you know number 23 robot monster 1953 this movie is certainly an experience the director phil tucker couldn't afford a de decent alien costume so he hired this guy with a gorilla suit and put a scuba diver helmet on him. Also, since... The, oh, it sounds like it's hard to breathe in that kind of costume. Oh, the gorilla head probably wasn't... <laughs> no, but scuba diver helmets have... You can see into those. Especially the ones from the 50s. They just had that porthole, you know? Also, since this movie was such a flop, Tucker attempted to shoot himself. Oh my god, but he missed. Oh lord. This movie has bad acting and an obviously laughable monster, but still, it's a movie that goes from bad to good with its corniness. Okay. Number 24, Jack and Jill, 2011. I honestly think Adam Sandler can be a funny guy, in, ma in matter of fact. I watch Billy Madison and Happy Gilmore whenever it's on, but this movie is a prime example of why people hate him nowadays. Sandler plays both Jack and Jill, and he makes sure to make Jill as annoying as possible. This movie also has an embarrassing performance from Al Pacino and unfunny bathroom humor. This is what makes the worst film of 2011. I agree with the general statements. Adam Sandler was funny, can still be funny, and can actually do good dramatic acting. But somehow he churns out these like garbage movies. I've never seen Jack and Jill, but you know you just know it's not good and um i like that i mean it may very well be the worst movie of 2011 but that's not the focus of the list number 25 santa claus conquers the martians 1964 this movie is a christmas classic for all the wrong reasons the acting is beyond awful it has a wacky plot and the best christmas song to date hooray for santa claus i would now I'm interested in hearing the song, you know. 
Number 26, Bride of the Monster, 1955. This is Ed Wood's most unbearable movie. Usually I love Ed Wood, okay? In matter of fact, I like Plan 9 from Outer Space. We mentioned that earlier so much. I kept it off the list. All right, fair enough. But this movie belongs here. Not only is there the infamous octopus incident, there also is a hilarious performance from Bella Lugosi. Tor Johnson tripping over everything in the set again? And stock footage galore. Sorry, Ed, but I just don't like this one. I I thought that we had another tripping thing earlier. Who was tripping earlier? Um, You'll have to bear with me while I uh, search for that. Because who... who? In Zat, in the movie Zat. But Tor Johnson was mentioned elsewhere, too. The guy kept tripping. He tripped five times. And now where was Tor Johnson? Took me so long to figure out how to... Uh... Uh, oh, Tor Johnson was in The Beast of Yucca Flats. A wandering Tor Johnson. Okay, wow. I don't, I don't really know how to... I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> and of course, Bill Lugosi. Number 27, Mitchell, 1975. This is the most unintentionally hilarious cop movie ever made. This movie would have been completely forgettable if it wasn't for Joe Don Baker's overacting. And this movie has one of my favorite quotes in cinema history. Buzz off, kid. So we are moving into this person's favorite bad movies. The list is shifting. So we're at, we're almost at number 30. And the list is shifting. Now here's coming an interesting thing. Here's coming in. <laughs> the next one coming up is interesting. Okay. Number 28, The Legend of the Titanic. It is the other Titanic movie where, oh, In Search of the Titanic. Was that it? The animated one? So In Search of the Titanic came out in 2004. The Legend of the Titanic came out in 1999. This movie is the most historically insulting film ever made. It is also the only Titanic movie where everybody lives. That's in caps. I also think it's the only movie that has a giant octopus with a dog face. Well, it's certainly not because we talked about it in The Search for the Titanic. But still, this is one of the worst animated movies ever made, but somehow a sequel was made for it. I mean, it's no surprise that the sequel is closer to number one than the first one. Ega, uh, number 29. Ega, number six. Fuck. Damn. Number 29. Ega, 1962. This movie is one of the worst musicals out there. Arch Hall Jr. isn't necessarily the worst actor. It's just his dad's fault for putting him in terrible movies. Okay. In matter of fact, this person really doesn't get that it's as a matter of fact, but okay. Joel Hodgson of MST3K. That's the short, that's the uh, abbreviation for Mystery Science Theater 3000 said that a scene from this movie where Ega was eating shaving cream was the most disgusting scene in a movie he's seen. <laughs> seen and seen. I recommend watching this movie through MST3K and not by itself. Number 30, Soul Taker, 1990. I have watched this one because of uh, Mystery Science Theater, so I know what they're going to talk about. <laughs> 
This movie has an awesome premise about your soul still wandering Earth if a soul taker doesn't take it to the afterlife. Or maybe um, it was either Mystery Science Theater or the podcast How Did This Get Made? I, I'm not, I can't remember now. But they ruin it with bad acting, overacting from Joe Estevez. Now that, this is the movie I was thinking about when I said, oh, or isn't there, he must be related to Emilio Estevez, who's the brother of Charlie Sheen. Because I watched clips of Soul Taker, and he looks exactly like Emilio Estevez, Joe Estevez, and Terrible Effects. And also, you know something's wrong with a movie if its tagline is, there is no stairway to heaven. Why is that? Make it a bad movie. Number 31, Santa Claus, 1959. This movie is frightening and funny at the same time, neither of which a Santa movie should be like. I think a funny Santa movie is fine. <laughs> kind of a kind of a whole genre of funny Santa, Santa movies. This movie has Santa fighting the devil himself. Also, Merlin helps on the journey. Yeah, this movie doesn't make a lot of sense. Number 32, this is... The, the Room, 2003, looks like it was... I've never actually seen The Room. I know kind of the whole premise of it. Um, I just haven't gotten, like, my hands on it, you know? it's I just haven't, like, had access to it. And I missed it kind of coming out and all of the, you know, the cult following around it. Uh, so The Room is called The Citizen Kane of Bad Movies. I believe it deserves this title. It has the bizarre acting of Tommy Wiseau, weak supporting actors, a plot with as many holes as Swiss cheese, more than one god-awful sex scene, and much, much more. I recommend you check this one out because it's one of my favorite So Bad It's Good movies. Again, not the point of the list. It's not. I really feel we should have just cut this up into two lists, you know. I would really like to watch The Room, though, one day. Because it's definitely not a worse, one of the worst movies. It's so bad, it's good. That's what it is. It doesn't make it the worst. It's a different kind of genre. Santa, uh, number 33, Santa with Muscles, 1996. This is a Christmas movie starring Hulk Hogan. That sounds bad. Yes, you read that right. It stars him as a millionaire who gets amnesia and a smuggler elf tells me Santa Claus. Why does there have to be so many weird Christmas movies? That, I feel, should be closer to one. Number one. That sounds bad. Number 34, The Giant Claw, 1957. This movie is hilarious in so many ways. Hilarious! We're, we've gone from this person repeatedly saying it's a terrible movie, it's the worst movie, to it's hilarious. I love this movie. This is one of my favorites. I mean, we've totally shifted tone. This movie is hilarious in so many ways. The monster is a bad-looking puppet from Mexico. Also, there's a character who changes his name halfway through this movie, and the protagonist repeated, uh, repeating, and the protagonists repeatedly remind the viewer of their occupations. Repeatedly. Now, I don't feel that the person who wrote this list should be uh, coming after anybody who switches things halfway through. <laughs> Just, you know, I don't really feel that, you know, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Number 35, Maximum Overdrive, 1986. 
This is the only Stephen King adaptation movie directed by Stephen King. And that's for a good reason. Hilarious explanations for why this happened. Why? Bad acting from Emilio Estevez and laughable dialogue. Number 36, Attack of the Crab Monsters, 1957, a classic Roger Corman monster flick. Also, this one has the professor from Gilligan's Island. It is beyond cheesy, but it still has its charm. We've completely abandoned the whole basis for this list. Now we're looking at classic monster flicks. Uh, <laughs> Number 37, Glenn or Glenda, 1953, an Ed Wood classic, another classic. <laughs> This movie is based off of a somewhat true story because Ed Wood actually did cross-dress every once in a while, which the Tim Burton movie, I know that that kind of touches on his uh, Ed Wood's cross-dressing lifestyle. Also, it has a great performance from Bella Lugosi. Now, continuing on with the classics, number 38 is Jingle All the Way from 1996, which I saw that in 1996. It was no, it didn't become a Christmas movie classic for me, but I know that there are a lot of people who love it, and it probably didn't do that bad. I don't think it's a bad Christmas movie, although I do think How Did This Get Made cover it. I watch this movie for Christmas every year. <laughs> We've, we're ending the list with just movies that this person loves, actually. It has Arnold Schwarzenegger as a businessman trying to find an action figure for his son who was, oh my god, who was Anakin Skywalker in The Phantom Menace. I forgot about that. Jake, uh, oh god, what was his name? Jake something. With funny moments thrown all over, overacting from Schwarzenegger and Sinbad, and overall hilarity. Not a bad movie at all. <laughs> Although, I mean, okay, we're at the end, so it's kind of like, it is fair to have movies that are, as I said, not as bad as the, the movies in the top 10, you know. Number 39, Ishtar, 1987. This movie actually was pretty funny. <laughs> For the first 20 minutes, it then throws away all potential by throwing in some action cliches. As mentioned before, you can enjoy this movie for a quarter of its screen time. <laughs> Number 40, our last one, The Wasp Woman, 1959. This movie was made by Roger Corman and it truly shows. Great, I don't know anything about Roger Corman. <laughs> From its poor performances to its bad effects, it's cheesy all over. Now I'm curious where we are on time. Because, well, before, that was really delightful for me to go through. I love these lists. I love them. I can't get enough of the IMDb community lists. They're the funniest things I've read. It's wonderful. Now to end this, I I don't know, I must have just googled IMDb list because I was hoping to find kind of a master page where I could just browse all of the lists. And what I found was a list made by a community member for IMDb. The title of the list is IMDb list. That's it. Not worst, not best, not movie, not TV, just the words IMDb list by so-and-so. 
It's only five titles and there's no description. Number one, American Race. Uh, it looks like it's a reality TV show that started in 2017. Number two, Rock and a Hard Place, the 2017 TV movie. Okay. Number three, 30 for 30. Uh, it seems to be a documentary, like a, a documentary that came out in 2009. Number four, The Daily Show, which started in 1996. And number five, American Gods, which is a drama fantasy. I guess it's a TV show. And it started in 2017. I'm not sure what ties these five items together. I feel like this person is trying to communicate something through this short little list of TV shows or, you know, thing, whatever, things from the small screen. And it's like, what? What is it? I would have to watch all of these and then try to, like, connect the dots. And this, this is, I would argue that this is probably going to be one of my favorite lists that I've ever seen on IMDb. I just love it. What, just nonsense. This was just somebody who like wanted to try out the list writing function on the IMDb community. I love it. So, uh, that's your, that's your top 40 worst what was it? Movies of all time. And then five bonus TV shows that have no... <laughs> they're connected together for no reason in a list. Just, be, just because. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, and I hope that you will tune in next time. Bye!